God, I sure could use a little of you right now. I just don't know what to do anymore. I don't want a divorce. I want you. You know I've had my doubts, but right now I am so confused. If you're out there, if you could just send a little sign. It's a UPS guy. Don't you just love Amazon? From director Michael Landon Jr. This should be interesting. You say she just showed up. Yeah, out of the blue. She came into the kitchen, she opened the fridge. I'd like to go for a ride with the young lady. Oh, no. This is Taylor. And introducing Mallory James Mahoney. Why are we the only ones that can see her? I don't know, but it's not an accident. Is this why no one else can see you but us? This holiday season, you're talking about a girl who is or isn't there. She's not real. I sure would appreciate a little free advice. The power of love. You've made us very happy by coming to live with us. Would it be okay if I call you mommy and daddy? Oh, yes. Whoa! <laughs> Meets the magic of Christmas. When was the last time you told daddy what a great catch he used to be? Mommy said you used to be on your game. Really? You look really nice, Dad. Thank you. You look nice. I have been so angry for so long. I've forgotten what it's like to believe in miracles. What were you really trying to accomplish? I wanted to help him love again. That is very noble. A little girl in there, she knows more about living in the moment than we do. This is going to be the best Christmas ever! <laughs> You're not exactly helping me, you know. Whoo boy, and on the twelfth day of stocking stuffers, Santa brought me a pile of annoying poop, is what I'm going to say about Heaven Sent. Now, this aired on the Lifetime Network. It was uh, financed, produced, whatever, distributed by Cantinus Entertainment. As you might guess, based on the title and based on the trailer, Cantinus Entertainment is indeed a religious Christian uh, company. So far, they're young, I guess. Their only other movie is something called Hillsong, Let Hope Rise. Make of that what you will. Uh, I'm Emily. It's another stocking stuffer on a movie I watched. So you don't have to, because I like you. And I'm going to tell, well, I don't, you know. All right. I, I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but this one made me angry. Uh, directed by Michael Landon Jr. Uh, yes, son of Michael Landon. And reason I recorded it was I'm flipping around, seeing what other Christmas titles are coming up, and I see this title, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably going to be a Christian something. That that could be entertaining. Uh, and I see the cast, and I see Marley Shelton, who is an actress that I've always felt could have had a bigger career. I think she's actually very a very good comedic actress, like her a lot in Sugar and Spice. Uh, Considering she looks a lot like Heather Graham, I don't really understand why Heather Graham has had more success as an actress, because she's a much worse actress. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I like Marley Shelton and Christian Kane from Angel, if you remember. He was uh, Lindsay, the lawyer. And my my favorite, Ernie Hudson, 
as an angel named Donatello. Yeah, it's that kind of movie. So, Heaven Sent is about a couple uh, played by the two younger uh, actors I've mentioned, of course. Mare and Billy. Mare and Billy uh, are, as, as you heard, on the about-to-begin-divorce proceedings and paperwork. Uh, they co-own a company called Poets Walk that I think is like a card company. And Billy is the artist. You know, he's free-spirited, and he draws, and he doesn't like anybody telling him what to do, and he talks like this because he's Christian Kane. And Mare is, like, the business one. So she's the one that actually runs the company and makes sure shit gets done. Uh, naturally, the movie hates her for it. And as much as, like, a family Thanksgiving was really, really angry about women who work, this one was actually more so, and it's weird, because the whole thing is that it's their company, and they grew it together, and, you know, it's it's hard when you're essentially running this company alone, because Billy doesn't do anything, but occasionally draw pictures. So Mare really does have to invest a lot of time and energy into work. And this movie is so... So insulting to her for doing that. And I'll get to that in detail, but just right off the bat, it's really, really um, uh, offensive to someone like me who works and likes working. So they are about to get divorced. Uh, meanwhile, they're also looking to sell the company to a bigger corporation that's just going to basically like own them and do a sort of... I guess, uh, like 50% thing where they're going to get kind of paid off, but then they can also still work there and everything. So there's that. And the guy who, of course, is brokering this deal is very handsome and inappropriately hits on his client because that's what all of these men do in these movies. And the movie never says that's not okay. So that's about our plot to begin with. Uh, they do not have a child. You uh, you don't know. I mean, I kind of imagine right from the beginning. I'm like, oh, they must have they must have a dead kid. Like based on the way everything's working, I'll get into spoiler territory later. I don't want to give anything away just yet. Although I will spoil the fuck out of this movie, just like it spoiled my appetite. I say after eating my peanut butter and honey English muffin. Uh, but they are childless, and one day, out of nowhere. A little eight-year-old, blonde, curly-cued angel shows up, and her name is Taylor, and Taylor thinks she's really cute, and the director and probably everybody in her life has told her that she's really cute, and Taylor is just exists, and nobody knows what's going on, but then we find out only Bill and Mara can see Taylor, and then... It's because she's an angel who, like, escaped from heaven because she wanted to make this couple happy. Because that's how heaven works, apparently, in this movie. So Bill and Mare kind of know what to do, but they get, like, charmed by her really quickly. So they're like, oh, I guess we'll just be parents to this kid, even though nobody can see her and it's a little weird. But that's fine. So as you can imagine, um, rearing a child is the most important thing to bringing a couple back together. So Bill and Mare, sparks start to fly again, and they even have sex. Remember, this is Lifetime, not Hallmarks. Their characters are allowed to have sex. But, of course, there are still plenty of shenanigans to keep them apart. Uh, I'm going to get to that because it's really infuriating. Uh, but at one point, because Taylor seems to have failed them, they're not getting back together. So Taylor has to leave back to heaven with her angel pal Ernie Hudson 
Uh, and what do you know, stuff happens, revelations are had, and everybody lives happily ever after. Okay. Uh, yeah, it made me angry. Let's get into why. Let's start with our lead in need of a lesson. Um, this, you know, this is really a co-lead movie. We have both Bill and Mayer. They both narrate. Uh, it is definitely a shared credit. And again, I've always liked these actors. And I want to say off the bat, they're not the problem. Marley Shelton and Christian Kane are playing their characters exactly as written, exactly as directed. They're doing, they're fine. But their characters, especially rather Billy, is awful and smug and mean and cruel and selfish and chauvinist and all of these other things. So uh, Mayor works really hard because she's running a fucking company. And she's proud of her company. And even this whole, the whole time this is being like brokered as far as selling off the company, which seems to be something they both wanted to do. um, Like she's doing all of the work and he's not. And yet he's getting angry that she's staying at work late. And so these two aren't even together, really. They're not, you know, this is an imaginary child and they acknowledge that. And yet the attitude he gives her when she comes home late um, because it meant she couldn't, you know, read a short, uh, a book to a bedtime story to the imaginary angel kid. Like he guilts her so hard and it is disgusting. Um, the other thing is that little angel girl is kind of like going back and forth and trying to get them to talk to her about things that like why they fell in love in the first place to sort of relit sparks. And, you know, for Mare, she says, you know, oh, he was so handsome and, you know, I loved, you know, he's so different now. He used to, you know, I remember when he used to be well-dressed and shaven because, of course, like, Billy is supposed to be, like, gross in this movie. He's Christian Kane. You can give him stubble and you can have an open pizza box in his house, but that does not, it's still pretty hard to believe that this guy isn't hitting the gym four times a day. But so he, like, shaves and cleans up in order to kind of impress her again. And what does Billy say to Angel Girl about one of the things he loved about Mare in the beginning of their relationship? Oh, I used to love all the dishes she made because she used to cook for me. Yeah, they go there. They go to the most obvious place about how, yeah, well, you know, when she didn't work so hard, she could come home and be a good wife and cook me dinner. Yeah, they actually do. And of course, Mare starts cooking again. Now, I like cooking. Cooking's fine. But the way the movie handles it is so putting her in her place. And it's really, really blatant. And I'm not reading into it. I know it's that insulting. So uh, Billy also is supposed to be an artist. We're supposed to forgive him for being an asshole. Uh, You know, at at one point, even uh, Mare is talking to the other love interest about Billy and how one of the issues with the transition is that he won't have creative control. And Mare's like, oh no, he's an artist. He needs creative control. And the guy says, well, artists are nothing like us thick skin, serious business type. Yeah, well, you know what? Shitty artists aren't because they don't get anything done. Good artists have some business sense. Otherwise, you wouldn't know who they are. Um, so at one point, the, again, inappropriate uh, investor takes her to dinner. It's supposed to be a business dinner, but naturally he says to her, you know, I hope when all this is resolved, I can maybe, uh, you know, we can pursue things uh, romantically. And he says this, and she's uncomfortable because, you know, how do you not just say, it's hard to shut that down. All right. It's hard as a woman, if you're being hit on, 
it's a really awkward position to know how do I get out of this without leading anybody on, without um, compromising my position, or without giving ammunition or coming across like a bitch who is he is then going to treat differently for other reasons. So she kind of is like, kind of, you know, okay, well, I don't really know. That's kind of inappropriate. But of course, this is all happening while they're drinking wine and he's like trying to hold her hand. And naturally, this is when Billy happens to walk by this restaurant window and sees it all. So he is furious. And she, when she comes home, uh, he kind of says, you know, what he saw. And she says, I'm sorry. And he says, yes, you should be. She's sorry for what? Being hit on? Yeah, that's how this movie treats the woman in this relationship. And it is so insulting. Okay. Uh, number two, our setting. The movie was filmed in Colorado. I guess it's supposed to be set in Colorado. Uh, they don't try to pretend they're anywhere. It's the suburbs. Um, that's fine. Moving on. Number three, blend love interest. Um, as we said, Billy is both the, no, you know what? He doesn't even learn a fucking lesson. It's Mary who has to learn the lesson because he never really apologizes. I mean, he kind of does, but it's not specific what he's apologizing for. Whereas with her, it's like, I am so sorry for all of this and let's not sell the company and uh, all this shit. Ah, but uh, even though he is an artist, we're also introduced to him putting up Christmas lights. And I think we're supposed to be led to believe that he is also big into manual labor. So number four is hit. Okay. Number three. Sorry. Number four is, you can see how angry I am about this one. Number four, a montage. Uh, shockingly, not really until the very end when uh, we have a sort of home video scene of Christmas. So it counts. Number five, dead parents. No. But let me start spoiling, spoilering, spoiling. Um, as I expected, sure enough, there is a dead kid. It turns out, not surprisingly, uh, that little Taylor is the angel or I don't know what spirit or what of a child they lost in a miscarriage. All right, that, that's, that is sad. I don't want to take anything away from that. That is a situation I can't fathom. I know how awful it must be. But when a movie is just wrenching it for all the tears it can, fuck you, movie. Number six, a sassy sidekick. No, there is no sassy sidekick. And you want to know why? Because these people have no friends because they're awful. Who would be their friend? Nobody. They have no friends. Moving on. Number seven, evil woman. Well, I mean, the movie thinks Mare's pretty fucking evil, but really, no. I mean, the the corporate guy is kind of a dick because he's inappropriately hitting on a woman that he's working with. But anyway. The next one being Slapstick. Oh boy, do we get slapstick. This is one of those movies, and you find this a lot in the Christian ones. Don't no, you know, don't want to generalize, but a lot of these really shitty Christian movies uh, that don't really understand humor that well think that, like, people falling is funny. And I'm not saying it's not. Like, I, I fall a lot and people laugh, and I'm glad that makes them happy. But um, in a movie, you want to be a little more ambitious than that. So we open with Billy putting up Christmas lights and falling off a ladder. Ha ha. Uh, later, like two minutes later, he's having an argument with Mayor and she throws something and it hits him in the crotch. Oh ho ho. And later, little angel girl is climbing up the ladder and almost falls. Oh ho ho. You understand what we get here. Number, oh, there's a whole like cop scene with handcuffs and all this stuff and again the movie thinks it's really funny and wacky and it's not number nine sage old person 
Um, yeah, Ernie Hudson plays an angel named Donatello. Did I mention that? Because it happens. And it's, again, I hope he filmed all his scenes in a day. I hope the craft service was great for him. Uh, I hope he got, like, a nice, nice enough paycheck where he was able to go on a nice weekend trip to the Hamptons or something. I don't know. Number 10, Santa Claus. No, a lot of the religious movies don't do Santa because Christmas is about Jesus and babies being delivered to you from heaven. <sighs> All right. Bonuses. So that's, it's a lower scoring movie, obviously. And which isn't surprising because this is not, A, it's not Hallmark. B, it's not officially Lifetime. This was definitely a, made from, for a Christian label and kind of sold wherever. So we're missing Santa Claus. We're missing uh, Evil Woman. We are missing a sidekick. We're, I'm counting a dead kid as dead parents, by the way. Um, and then our setting. So we're six, six out of 10. But, oh boy, our public domain holiday songs is the entire soundtrack of this movie, including one that is sung by the annoying, awful child. And again, as I've been saying through this whole thing, I don't blame the child actor, Mallory James Mahoney. You're cute. I'm sure you're going to have a career. Good on ya. Um, I just don't find these kids as charming as the filmmakers do. And that's definitely the case here. Uh, Christian Kane even gets to sing a uh, Christmas song. And I think he's apparently something of a country singer. So I don't know if that was part of him doing the film. But like I said, there is a lot of Christmas music in this one. Product, uh, no product placement. Although there is like a really big reference to Amazon and how great their delivery system is, which is fair. And then the only other bonus we get is our cloying child, which is multiplied by 12,000 angel wings buzzing around in heaven. I pretty much hated this movie. It also, I should say, it's, it's really ugly. Like, you know, a lot of the Hallmark ones, at least they kind of have this sheen over them, um, especially in the, if Mariah Carey is involved, because then she lights herself like an angel, if you will. But this one, it's filmed in Colorado. It's very gray the entire time. Um, Christian Kane kind of just looks rough. He's supposed to, and again, he's still like pretty clean because he's Christian Kane. But even like Marley Shelton, who's a really pretty woman, kind of like she's not lit well in this movie if that makes sense like when you watch any hallmark movie all of those actresses look perfect their makeup is on point their sweaters are perfectly buttoned the lighting is done in a way where they all kind of look like they could be you know hallmark figurines and this one it's there it's not they're uh you have attractive people and they just look gray and ashen and it's just not a pretty movie. And I feel like that's part of the appeal a lot of a lot of these movies for people. Uh, but again, it is one of those movies where you just kind of, you drink along to it. And you'll cackle quite a bit. Because it's so earnest and yet angry and trying to be sweet. But has that really mean undercurrent to it. So I really did feel personally insulted by this movie. Which almost makes it a recommend, because I think people may be curious to see what what that means. Uh, so if you want to, go for it. I mean, it was on Lifetime. I'm sure it will air again. Um, but otherwise, ugh, I don't know. Just watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like, put on part four if you want. Like, just switch it up. Uh, this 
this was not. Ugh. Ugh. I'm just angry. Sorry. Yeah, stupid kids. Good night.